I got ants in my pants. But I also have anteaters in my pants, so we're good. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 20 questions. questions. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. Dave, how are you? I'm great. Good. Do you know why I'm great? I have a sneaking suspicion. We received mail. Yup. Of the electronic variety. David, what was in the mail? Uh, filthy, filthy 20 Questions Tuesday fan fiction. Oh my goodness. As listeners will recall, uh, a few weeks ago, we accidentally (laughs) shrug. We (laughs) accidentally put out a call for 20 Questions Tuesday fanfic. And friends, we received some by Jared Latour of Alka Hollywood. Oh my goodness. Jared sent us some filthy, steaming hot 20 Questions Tuesday fan fiction. And David stupidly agreed to read it on the air. Yes, in advance of receiving anything. If you are our girlfriends, or our mothers, or anyone that is related to us, please feel free to skip the next five to seven minutes. Uh, that only applies to David Reinstrom's uh, loved ones and family members. Mine, you all have to listen for the entire thing. So what we're going to do uh, while we read this is we're going to play this Eye of Argon style. And Eye of Argon was a legendary short story. The worst fantasy story ever written. And the way we like to do it is round-robin party game style. Read it until one of us cracks, uh, and when one of us cracks, you will hear the sound of this bell, and the reader will switch to the next person. Now, Dave is a very good reader, and is pretty hard to crack, so what I'm going to do while he reads uh, is provide sound effects in the hopes that it will make him giggle. Oh, Jesus. You're a bad man. And Dave, you are free to use any tactics that you so choose uh, to screw me up. All right, let's do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. Okay. Right? How are we going to do rock, paper, scissors? You just say the thing that you're going to do when we say shoot. Let's do it. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors. Rock. There you go. Okay, good. Done. <laughs> so would you like to go first or second? Uh, I will go first because I want to hear what dumb noises you're going to make to distract me All right. first. All right. Here we go. 20 Questions Tuesday fanfic. Written by Jared Latour of Alka Hollywood Podcast, where you can find uh, Jared and Clint's podcast at alkahollywood.com or on iTunes. Jared, this is for you. David Reinstrom loosely tied the belt of his favorite silk kimono. The steam from the shower still hung muggy and thick in the air. As he stepped into the next room, the parlor, the cool air wicked away the beads of condensation and perspiration that clung greedily to his taut body. With the sudden change in temperature, David felt his nipples tighten and harden. The (laughs) What was that? The sound of my nipples tightening. Oh, gross. Yeah, there you go. All right, here we go. Start the sentence over again. With the sudden change in temperature, David felt his nipples tighten and harden the plump rosebuds rubbing ever so gently against the soft silk of his robe. He tried to push the sensation aside. He was not entirely successful. (laughs) He was not entirely successful. Seeking distraction, David alighted upon the chaise lounge, picking up volume seven of Proust's In Search of Lost Time. He had the Moncrief, 
Killed Martin, and Enright translations, as well as the original French. David splayed himself upon the chaise, legs crossed demurely, casually leaning on one elbow, his strong chin and his soft cheek both cradled in the palm of his hand. He began reading all four books at once. Suddenly the phone rang. Beepity boop, beepity boop. On his computer. Hoop boop, computer boop. It was one of those Skype calls. Beep boop boop, tinky boop, beep boop boop, tinky boop. Coming from New York. Could it be him? Yes. <gasps> the warm and familiar face of Dave Brunel Brutman shone back at him with that trademark sparkle in his eyes Ding. and the devil-may-care grin that drove David wild. Indeed, Dave was so radiant that David had to adjust the brightness settings on his computer. Boop, 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 boop. Hello, David. Dave purred. <laughs> David tried to act confident, suave, but his heart had somehow found its way into his throat. He could only exclaim, but Dave, it, it isn't Tuesday. I know, said Dave. I just couldn't wait to play our little game again. David pouted, his moist lips, god damn it. <laughs> David pouted, his moist lips pursing into a thin line. This was so like Dave, wild, impulsive. <laughs> But secretly, David was intrigued, no, aroused, by Dave's carefree New York City lifestyle, so alien from the world David knew. David folded his arms defensively, but as he did so, his kimono shifted, exposing even more of his still glistening chest. Shing! Dave smiled even wider. Shing! Go on, he said. You've got 20 questions, and this time, there's a prize. On hearing these words, David almost fainted. His heart hammered against his bosom. His cheeks were as red as ripe strawberries. <laughs> he cleared his throat. <clears throat> Is it animal, vegetable, or mineral? Animal, Dave growled. David thrust out an arm, <gasps> steadying himself on the chaise lounge, <clears throat> his breath coming in sharp, ragged gasps. <gasps> He basically had the vapors. And at this distance from the webcam, there was no doubt that Dave could see him. <laughs> Fuck! I was so sure I was gonna get through that sentence. There's, I'm gonna have trouble. Alright, here we go. And at this distance from the webcam, there was no doubt that Dave could see his massive erection. The kimono offered no protection. It was a kimono. David persevered and asked his second question. Is it bigger than a bread box? Again, Dave flashed his brilliant grin. Oh, so much bigger. David fell to his knees, dick in hand, gasping for air. Jared, I'm doing this for you. Gasping for mercy. God damn it. Oh, I wish you could see the hand gesture I was making. I'm so glad I can't. It was incredibly obscene. Ugh. Even as his vision clouded with bliss, David suddenly noticed on the Skype screen the background behind the contours of Dave's mesmerizing face. Impossibly, the background was the same as the view from David's front door. 
Could it be? Bum, 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 bum. David, breathless, with one hand on his heart and the other hand still on his dick, asked his third question. Dave, Dave, is it you? <laughs> the door swung open. Dave was there in tight blue jeans, a designer t-shirt, and a blazer. Nice shoes, too. <laughs> he held out a bouquet of exotic flowers. And then there was that smile again. Ding. Yeah, he said, it's me. Surprise, eyes locked against his. David undid the belt of his kimono in one swift motion. The silk rustled softly, tantalizingly as it tumbled to the floor. <laughs> David whispered, come in, Dave. I'm ready for you. Dave took a step back. Wait, there's more. You still have to guess the setting and the activity. David steeled himself. This was Shing. the point of no return. Is it you making love to me? <laughs> what was that? It's the sound of a boner. <laughs> wang. <laughs> because it's a wang, so naturally it sounds like a wang. Right. <clears throat> Is it you making love to me right now? Dave grinned ear to ear. No, he said teasingly guess again. And so the game began. Dave had to stand in the doorway for like a really long while. Does that count? No, it doesn't count. By the time David had sussed out that the answer was Dave Brunel Brutman building a life-sized model of a Pachycephalosaurus skeleton out of Jenga blocks and sorghum paste with former Egyptian president Anwar Sadat, it was actually quite late. So they ended up just kind of cuddling for a while and then falling asleep on the chase lounge. The handsomely embroidered chase lounge. <laughs> The handsomely embroidered chaise lounge. The end. Oh, God help us, Dave. Well, <sighs> I'm assuming everybody has uh, <laughs> turned off the podcast by this point, and the rest of this episode is basically just going to be uh, the equivalent of dead air to them. Sure. Thank you, Jared. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Listeners, if you have... 20 questions Tuesday fanfic or icebreakers I think we're still uh, the, the call for icebreakers is still open right absolutely uh, if you have either of those things send them our way you can go to our tumblr at 20questionstuesday.com and use the ask function or you can send us a message on facebook uh, and we will be obligated to read it on air no matter how filthy it is no matter how much sex you make us have with each other in your fanfic. But, uh, we must I would, read it by the iron law of Tirnanog. It's, it's the rules. But I must emphasize, no armpit stuff. Welp. I don't know how to transition from that. I have absolutely no idea. David, what is up in your life? There was a video that I came across of a robotics competition Okay. An annual robotics competition that takes place in Tokyo. But unlike a normal robotics competition, it is specifically a robotics competition for people who have no technical skill. Oh no. And no interest in developing any technical skill. It is a crappy robot competition. <laughs> okay. And the way it works, it's sort of, uh, it's done kind of sumo style. So you have a little ring. And the two competitors have their robots. Uh, and the shittier the robot is, the better it is. Oh my god. And they go at each other, and whichever robot pushes the other one out of the ring wins. 
Uh, but winning is actually a bad thing because if you're about wins, that means it's good uh, and therefore not crappy. Uh, and therefore no good for the competition. Like, the winner got up there and apologized to everybody for winning because oh his robot was clearly not crappy enough to That's compete. Amazing. And the person who uh, who they honored the most was a woman who decided not to even show up to the competition and instead went to a nearby cafe and had a cup of coffee uh, and smoked a cigarette which was an act of supreme crappiness uh, because she did not even bother to build a robot. <laughs> so she was the real winner that day. That's amazing. What about you? What's going on in your life? Well, as you can hear, I am a little bit sick. Boo. Boo. I'm but uh, I made root beer for the first time. Ooh, lovely. Yeah. Root beer is my favorite soft drink oh. of long standing. I'm not sure I knew that, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so this one time, I went to the Rainforest Cafe Uh in the mall in New Jersey somewhere. Okay. And it was with my mom and my grandmother and my friend Andrew. And Andrew and I each ordered, over the course of our meal, three root beers. We Uh each had three root beers. And then the waitress showed up to ask if we wanted dessert, and we're like, we're going to get some root beer floats. That's amazing. So root beer is my all-time favorite soft drink. Well, it is also my all-time favorite soft drink. Oh my goodness! Oh, we should best be best friends, friends forever. Uh, yeah. So root beer. You, I, I, what I did was I made root beer syrup, which I'm then combining with fizzy water in the proportions that I desire when I desire it. Got it. So what is the secret? What is, what goes into your syrup? What's the secret syrup sauce? Let's see. There's sarsaparilla. And licorice, vanilla, uh, wintergreen. Licorice. Yeah. Of course you would put licorice in it. Licorice is actually a pretty important part. It probably legit goes in there, yeah. It it does. It it goes in all the ones that you like, too, I bet. Uh, It probably does. It's not. That hurts my heart. It's not supposed to taste like black licorice. It's not supposed to jump out and punch you. But there's sort of that. But knowing it's in there. Just the knowledge. Mine also had a little bit of clove and some coriander for kind of a lemony note. That sounds good. I'll be I'll be refining it over the next couple of months, but it's really fun. You just take these little bits of stick and twig and and dried berry and you dump them in a pot and it turns into this like delicious sweet brown sludge. Mmm. Sludge. It felt so I felt so much like an apothecary or a warlock, it was great. (laughs) Apothecarier, <laughs> a root beer warlock. Yeah, that's me, David Reinstrom, root beer warlock. Okay, write that fanfic, guys. Yeah, I want to read that one. David Reinstrom, root beer warlock. He self-cribes. David, are you ready to play Twenty Questions Tuesday? I'm fairly ready. Right. I think we've prepared. Yeah. In mind and body, mostly <sighs> body. Mostly body. Let's go over the rules. Let's do it. Rule the first. I will think of a thing. Rule the second. Dave will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of that thing. Rule the third. If he exceeds 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule four. If Dave correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, we win the game. 
and we all get to live for another week. Rule five. Blood. Blood? 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 Blood. Are you ready? Let's do it. You may ask your first question. David, is the thing you're thinking of made of rocks? No. Is it wood? No. Is it squishy? Uh, sure, it's squishy, yeah. Okay, is it alive? No. Uh, is... It, it was It was once. Oh, well, that's way too much information. Come on. Well, mm, 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 These, these mm, are early mm, days. Well, okay, sorry. So, no. The thing I'm thinking of is not alive and was never alive. Okay. Uh, so it is some, it, it's synthetic in nature. Correct. Okay. So it's man-made. Yes. It is synthesized. Uh, is it rubber? No. Hmm. Um. It's not made out of a synthetic material. Oh, okay. It's just created. Yes. Got it. Well, that depends on what you consider a synthetic material to be. Okay. Um, like nylon. No. Okay. Like nylon is a synthetic material. Uh, um, honey is not a synthetic material. Sure. Those are the only two materials I can think of in either category. Nylon and honey. Um, is it something that is manufactured? Yes. Okay. Uh, is it something that I can buy in the combination hardware store and pharmacy? Uh, no, you could not buy it in a combination hardware store and pharmacy. Okay. Uh, is it something that you can buy? Is it able to be purchased? Uh, or do you have to, like, inherit it? You can buy one. Um, usually you make one. Okay. You modify an existing thing and you make it. Mm. Uh, is it... Is it some sort of tool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a household tool? No, it's not. Maybe tool is not the right word. Okay. Uh, is it something that you use in a, a workplace? Yes. Okay. A specific kind of workplace? A very specific kind of workplace. A mine? No. A strip mine? No. Um... One of those, um, what do they call them? Radio, te- like those giant radio telescopes that, like, take up a whole basin? Uh, a very large array? Yeah, a very no, large array. It's not one of those. Um, how many of those are there? I don't know. Do you, th- I, like, I always assumed there were a whole bunch, but maybe there's only, like, one or two. I think there's, like, less than a dozen, certainly. Yeah. Because you always see those shots of them where it's like, it's basically an entire valley of dish. Wasn't there a James Bond movie where they had a fight on one of those? You know, there may only be just the one. There's only one? The Carl G. Jansky Very Large Array. Interesting. In uh, New Mexico. What are they using that for? I don't know. Um, Astronomy stuff. SETI? Probs. Okay. So, you don't use it when you're working at the very large array? Uh, doubtful. Okay, um, is it used by a specific profession? Yes. Okay, so it's used by a specific profession in a specific workplace. A science profession. Not a science profession. A 
profession in which you make something? Absolutely. Uh, okay, a uh, creative profession. Um, it's not, it's not art, mm. and it's not writing or anything. But it, I guess it's a creative profession. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so it's somebody who like broadly fits into the creative class. Yes. It would help if you figured out what this thing is made of and how big it is. Okay. Can you hold it in your hands? You cannot. Um, is it heavy? Yes. It's too heavy to pick up. Yes. Can it be moved at all? Is there any way to move it? Absolutely. Okay. But you have to use, like, a truck or a crane? No, you do not have to use a truck or a crane to move it. A forklift? No. Okay, but you can't, like, a buddy? (laughs) Can you move it with a buddy? You can move it yourself. You just can't use the strength of your body to move it. Wait, you have to use your mind? You have to use your latent telekinetic powers? Not at all. You can move it, but you can't move it with the strength of your body? It's too heavy to push, but it moves. I don't know. It's a car? Yeah. Oh, that was kind of roundabout. There you go. It's That, not, that it's... was kind of a car joke. Yeah. That was kind of a car pun. Nice. In and around the lake. What the hell is that song about? I have no idea. Is it about a roundabout? I I don't think it is. I don't think it is. (laughs) I don't think it's about an actual traffic circle. Okay, so it's a car. It's a type of car. Broadly speaking, it's a vehicle. Okay, so it's it's some type of vehicle um, that is used for a specific profession. Correct. And that profession is broadly a creative profession. Yes. So I'm thinking of a, th- I'm thinking of this vehicle in a specific place, and it does a specific thing. Okay. So, uh, is the vehicle common? Like, would I have seen one walking down the street today? Possibly. Yeah. It's a kind of subtype of car, right? So it has four wheels. It is a usually a four-wheel vehicle. Usually a four-wheeled vehicle. Not yes. always? No, there are a couple of different varieties of it. Hmm. Okay, so there's some that have more than three wheels? Or more than four wheels? Uh, yes. There's some that have less than four wheels? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. And it's got an internal combustion engine. Most of them do, yes. But not all of them? No. Are some of them electric? Yes. Hmm. And some of them might be bicycles, too. And some of them might be bicycles? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Um, it's a car, but it might also be a bicycle. That's I what I'm getting from a, this. I didn't say it was a car. I said it was a vehicle. You've confused the living shit out of me. Oh, good. Okay. So, uh, it's is its only use for this job or can you use it for a bunch of different stuff like you know a pickup truck you can use that for a whole bunch of different things but uh, like hmm. uh, I would say no this is only for this one specific kind of job okay and is it dangerous to operate uh, it can be I suppose like yeah, under normal circ not like oh you got in your car and you're drunk or you didn't wear your glasses 
and you're driving off the road like Mr. Magoo. No, it's not. It's not. Driving it is not especially more dangerous than driving any other kind of vehicle. But there's something else inherent in its operation which is slightly more dangerous than a normal vehicle. Absolutely, yeah. Does it go fast? It doesn't have to. But it Probably can. Not. Probably shouldn't. Okay. Uh, so in general, it's going to move slowly. Yeah. Uh, is it used in an urban environment? Always. Always. Okay, so it's always going to be well, in a city. or... Um, I guess not always, always. Okay. Uh, but most of the time. That's most of the places I've ever seen it has been in large cities. But then again... Uh, I don't want to give too much away. I have seen, I have seen these on the roadside in small towns and rural areas as well. Okay. Um, is it a food truck? It is a food truck. I don't know how I made that leap. And do you see what I mean? Like sometimes it can be a trailer with four wheels that's being pulled by a car with four wheels. Yes, and Sometimes totally. it can be a trailer being pulled by I am going a to take issue with this bicycle bullshit. Though. You don't think there's a food truck that's a bicycle? That's a food bicycle. All right, it's a food bicycle. We have a name for that already. All right, all right, all right. So, you know, you go down to the food bicycle, get some, I don't know, oh, God, you probably get something really precious from a food bicycle, like artisanal kombucha. I was about to say kombucha. Boom. That's kombucha what you get made from with, a... like, pencil shavings. David Reese's pencil shavings kombucha. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's totally what you get from a food bicycle. Um, I know where it's parked, too. I know the exact street in Williamsburg. So, it's a food truck. Correct. And they're serving a specific food item or a specific cuisine? They are. Mm, is it dumb fusion cuisine? Is It, it like is dumb fusion cuisine. Two Very things that good. really should not be together? Because that's yes. the sort of thing you would do in a food truck? Yes. Mm, yeah. Um, where is it, first of all? Okay, it's in a specific geographic location. Yes. Uh, it's in a specific city. Yes. Uh, an American city. Yes. Okay. Um, is it in New York? No. Is it in Chicago? No. Is it in uh, Provo, Utah? It is not in Provo, Utah. Good guess. Damn. Not a whole lot of food trucks in the Jello Belt. I was really sure about that one. Um, okay. Los Angeles. No. California. No. Nope. It's in Portland. Yes, it is. It's in Portland, Oregon. It is in Portland, Oregon. I can't believe it. Well, why didn't I guess that first? Food truck. <laughs> for heaven's sake. So you've got that. Now you need to figure out the fusion cuisine that it serves. Okay. Fusion cuisine. Okay, so it's something dumb. Correct. That's not is it legitimately not workable? It's gross. Okay. So it's not like uh, like for example um, I have had on a number of occasions Korean Mexican fusion. Oh food. that's that's very interesting. That so you, you do that. like Korean that's... barbecue and you put it in a burrito? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that's really which... interesting that you would say that. Yeah. That's funny. So that totally works. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not that. Oh, but it's sort of like that. But it's sort of like that. Uh-huh. Okay, so one of the fusion foods is Korean food? 
It is not Korean food. One of the fusion foods is Mexican food. It is partially Mexican food. Okay. So it's partially Mexican food and partially something that would completely not work with Mexican food, no matter how much these goddamn hipster chefs try to make it work. Correct. Hmm. Um, is it another, um, like, national cuisine? Yes. Mm-hmm. A European cuisine? No. Uh, an Asian cuisine? No. A, uh, a, an African cuisine? Nope. Uh, like an, like an American cuisine of some sort. That's a negatory, chief. South American. Nope. Um, I'm, I'm out of continents. There's no, okay, you're not going to tell me it's Australian. It's not Australian. Um, and there's no food in Antarctica. None. I mean, no, there's not. Well, that's interesting because I had read this thing, um, Jillian was telling me that Uh a lot of really great chefs go to McMurdo Station oh, yeah? to, to cook for the, the scientists down there just to get away and like to experience what it's like to cook at the bottom of the world. I totally believe that. Yeah. I would do that if I were a, a chef. I would absolutely do that. Have you read there's, about the... Um, oh, hmm. sorry, go ahead. Well, there's this guy who works at my gym named Dennis who's super cool, and he said that his girlfriend had worked in Antarctica. So she was super cool. Hey! Uh. Driving Ivan the Terabus, the world's largest land (laughs) transport vehicle. Uh, I love that. That's amazing. I want to see a picture of this bus. Can I look it up? Let's look it up right now. Ivan the Terabus. God, this thing is a monster. My God. It is generically referred to as a snow coach. Holy shit, it weighs 25 tons. Imagine a giant city bus on monster truck tires. Yup. That's pretty much what this thing looks like. We'll put a we'll put a link to it on Facebook. Yes. Okay. So uh it's not cuisine from any existing continent? No. It's space food. Ah, perhaps. Wait, is it like extraterrestrial food or is it like, well, let me ask, is it extraterrestrial in origin? It's extraterrestrial in inspiration. Okay. Is it like, uh, you know, the food that NASA sends up to the International Space Station? Nope. Like astronaut ice cream? It is not. Like an astronaut ice cream burrito? That would also be shitty. I think that would be pretty bad. Smother a block of astronaut ice cream in mole sauce and wrap it in a tortilla. Nom 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 nom. No, it's not that. We're going to make a million dollars with this idea. Um, okay. So it's not that, but it's extraterrestrial inspired? I don't know, man. Is it like molecular gastronomy? <laughs> No, no, no. It's not like that. It's supposed to be from space, but it's not really from space, if that makes sense. Okay. It's not like foams or vapors or suspensions or, um... No, uh, no. What What do you call those, like, orbs that they make? Uh, caviar? The the molecular gastronomy caviar? Yeah, yeah, where the they're like... spherified... Right, um, where they're like, this yeah. is a steak, but we've made it into, like, a perfect 
translucent sphere like caviar. Delicious. Because we've deconstructed its very essence! It's not that. You're thinking about this a little bit too hard. Okay. It's from space. It's from space. But we know... But in this universe, we have not yet encountered aliens, so... So it's fake space food. There you go. Wait, what? It's fictional. Um... Okay, is it food from some existing, like, media? Yes. Okay, okay. So it's from science fiction and somebody made it real. Correct. Okay. Uh, it, it is from science fiction specifically, not, like, fantasy or, or something else. That is correct. It is from science fiction. Okay, so it's food from a work, from a famous work of science fiction. Yes. Uh, a book? No. A movie. Some movies. Oh, it appears in in more than one thing? Shit. Aha! Mm. So, it's from more than one, like, movie franchise? Sure. I mean, there. Are, by that logic, then yes, there are books too. But there's one specific one that you're thinking of. Yes. Okay, uh, is it from Star Trek? It is from Star Trek. Hmm, it's from Star Trek, and it's gross. It's a national cuisine. Uh, is it something Klingonsy? It is. I don't know what Klingonsy. Spiders? Do they eat spiders? So close. Squid? Nope. Crabs? Nope. Um, it's some sort of insect that Klingons eat. I don't know if it's an insect. Hmm. Um. I legit have no idea what Klingons eat, but it's close to spiders. <laughs> and it's but it's close to spiders, but it's not an insect. Let me look up what, what they are. Oh dear. I don't know enough about Star Trek. Um. It, but it's some sort of animal. Yes. Um, and it's gross. Yes. Is it like a worm? Yup. Klingons eat this thing called gach, which is made from these worms. And it's super gross. Yup, super gross. So. Okay. So. David, what was I thinking of? So, you were thinking of a food truck in yes. Portland, Oregon. Yes, I was. Uh, possibly the food truck capital of the United States. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's true. I have no evidence to support this. Uh, in Portland, Oregon, which serves Mexican Klingon fusion cuisine, specifically uh, worm tacos and burritos. Yup. I was thinking of a Klingon taco food truck. Gross. I, I don't like it. But if I saw it, I would have to try it. This, this sort of goes back to our uh, cannibalism discussion. Oh, I mean, David, it's a taco literally filled with worms. Mm, yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, when are you going to get that chance again? Let's, uh, let's transport over to the Scoratorium and see how you did. Let's do it. All right. Oh, oh that's weird. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. Yeah, I feel like I uh, 
died and was instantly cloned. Dave, you got that 20 Questions Tuesday challenge in 16 questions! Not bad, not bad. Not bad at all. Especially because you didn't know that Klingons ate gross worms. I mean, it seems logical. Here's... Okay, here's my thought process. Okay. I'll tell you exactly what I thought of. I extrapolated from Galaxy Quest. That's why I said spiders first. Who, who eats spiders? Does Alan Rickman's character supposed to eat yes. spiders in Galaxy There's Quest? There's this scene where the Thermians, the the aliens who, uh, who take the actors onto their ship, they replicate each of the fictional characters' national cuisines using their replicator technology and serve it to them at dinner. So Tim Allen's character is supposed to be from Iowa or whatever gets this, like, delicious, you know, uh, corn-fed steak. And Alan Rickman's character, who's supposed to be an alien, gets this gross soup with, like, live spiders floating in it. And there's a scene, there's a, a shot where he takes his spoon and scoops up some of the broth and one of the spiders and the spider crawls to the end of the spoon and then jumps off with a little wee back into his soup. <laughs> oh my god. And he does, you know, a an epic Alan Rickman uh, sigh and puts down his, his spoon in disgust. So I thought of that and then I was like, okay, it's gotta be something gross like that. And that's how I arrived at Worms. Very well done, Dave. That's an insight into my brain. What a gross and terrible brain we have. We have? Yup. You just revealed the secret... You just revealed our secret psychic link to the listener. Oh shit. We're gonna have to use the secret psychic link to erase their memories. Alright, ready? Three, two, one. Alright. So, that's how you play... (laughs) 20 20 Questions questions Tuesday. If you like the show, please rate or review us on iTunes. Just search for 20 Questions Tuesday on the iTunes store and leave us some stars. For special bonus content and show notes, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 20QuestionsTuesday and follow us on Twitter at 20QuestionsTues. And you can keep up with everything we do at 20QuestionsTuesday.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by The Good Laws, also licensed under a CC license. If you want us to use your music, message us on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, it's Manson Family Scrabble, live from the California State Prison at Corcoran, courtesy of KVPR, Valley Public Radio 89.3 in Fresno, and KPRX 89.1 in Bakersfield. The time is 1 million o'clock. I'm David Reinstein. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. Good night. <laughs>